Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the From The Finney podcast with Ollie, Jimmy, every North End fan's favourite Twitter at the moment, George from Lance Live and me, Jake. In this episode, we're going to briefly talk about the Wickham Wanderers debacle and talk in detail about transfers, potential transfers, incomings and outgoings. Enjoy! How are we fellas? Are we good? Good mate. Good, 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 good. Before we crack on, just another reminder again that you can support us here at From The Finney with a donation by heading over to supporter.acast.com forward slash from the finney all the money that's received helps to keep the podcast and the website running and it's massively appreciated yeah yesterday well saturday first of all george how, how thankful were you to get him in your car at the end and get them heaters on yeah straight in there <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh Six usually players did it. you finish with yeah i took a hoodie um well, i had a two thermals on t-shirt jumper and then coat and then I took a hoodie just in case and then I think it happens at most matches where something just happens at half time where it gets colder and so hoodie went on for the second half but no it's still still cold hat snood and gloves as well (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it was it was a pretty poor afternoon wasn't it I think you can say that we were bullied pretty much from the get-go yeah, I thought the first goal was just abysmal and then he didn't even have time to settle and the ball was in our net, on the back of our net again. Um, and then I just thought another goal was going to come. I thought they just looked like scoring every time they went, they forward. went forward for me. Yeah. Um, the, their striker, um, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, I'll, I'll go for Ikpiza, is it? Ikpiza, yeah. He was, honestly, I don't know if it reflected on the telly, but he was bullying both of them. Um, and then I thought going forward, we actually didn't look too bad um, in the first 20 minutes. thought they got into some decent areas, but Wickham just looked like they were going to score every time they went forward. And then third goal came, very weird um, sort of feeling at that point. Um, and then I thought, the, I know we scored before half-time, but I didn't really envisage any comeback coming in. I think he had to make them change at half time, get some kind of sort of leaders on the pitch. Um, Huntington and Neat was needed really because nothing was being won in the air, but didn't really improve, did it? Um, and then they let that lad run through on goal twice in five minutes, and after getting away with it the first time, scored again. I don't think Ripley had too bad of a game really. I think Neil said after the game he was the last person he was pointing the finger at, made a few saves, and not really sure he could have done anything with the goals. Um, just a bad, bad afternoon. Yeah, it's um, for the time we put out. I was sort of expecting better, to be honest with you. Like everyone, I know I said last week I'd play the kids, but we've put a side out there that's pretty well put together. You know, in terms of like, I think it's ten out of eleven we've brought, brought in since Alex Neil's been in charge, and I just thought it just lacked so much. It was uh, I mean, just games dead and buried in the first twenty minutes. Um, I, I felt a bit for Malumbi, like because I don't think that's his natural position where he where he was in terms of that di- part of the diamond. But 
the best of him. Uh, you know, I, I know you said Ripley did all right there. I thought maybe the third, it's gone under him a little bit, but I thought, what the hell? Like, that's just not, not an all-time performance I was expecting yesterday. And yeah, he had to change. He, he could have dragged half him off at half-time, to be fair, like because it just wasn't wasn't good enough. So, yeah, not not a good afternoon, to be fair. Um thought Wickham were up for it, weren't they? You know, pretty much from from the off, and I think that sort of showed in the display. To be fair, yeah, credit yeah. to them. I think when you look when you look collectively at that, the keeper and the back four, I think you're just asking for trouble, aren't you? I've said it before. Mm. I think you can carry one or two of them in an eleven. You can't you can't put them all together and expect anything. Um, like George said, the first goal was just a bit. Josh Earl gets beat really easy at left back. And Joe Rafferty gets absolutely bullied in the air at the back post. Um, second goal, penalty. Um, just gets way too tight. Third goal, I think Ledson drops off his man in the box. And then the fourth goal, does it just Hughes and Hunt's just a massive space between them when Story goes for the duel, needs to narrow off. So defensively, just calamitous. And the diamond, I think there's four good players in that diamond, but the front two had no chemistry and the back four was a bit of a shambles. So very hard for the midfield to do anything, I think, in that game. I actually think Malumbi is quite natural drifting into that right channel. I think he does it quite a lot. So I can understand why he started there. But like, you know, we said last week, we just played a few of the kids. I would have played, you know, Holland Wilkinson and stuff like that yesterday. Walker's a bit of a weird one because if he plays, he can't go out on loan again. But It's, it's an odd one, bit... that, isn't it? Why have him on the bench in that case? Mm, yeah, it's, sure. strange, it, it's strange to have him on the bench and then like and that be the case in terms of he can't play because obviously that stops him going back out on loan because mm, by that all accounts Carlisle want him back don't they well, be he, a can few clubs that... he can play for us and go back to Carlisle he just can't go to anywhere else can he yeah mm. alright so yeah. it's a three club rule so yeah it's a strange one really um, just look, I know what fans are saying in terms of, like they want to see the kids and stuff but I don't think it's probably the right time to blood him in that second half when you're 3-1 down. You're trying to chase a game. I don't think chucking kids into that sort of environment is the right thing to do, personally. I know people want to see him, but... Well, so, yeah. some do, some don't. I mean, I, I had a couple of messages, mainly on Instagram, when we published last week's episode from people saying that they thought we were being disrespectful towards the FA Cup, wouldn't play the kids. So I think, I think it was split. I think there was a section of fans that would have liked to have seen the kids. We, like Holly just said, we, we said that. And then there was some that would have liked to have seen a, a relatively strong side put out. And I think you could argue yesterday. Yeah. All right. It's largely a second string side, but it's, it's strong. You'd say it's strong enough for that game going into it. Yeah. I think you, if you look at yesterday, 22 players, there was 12 changes yesterday. We, we made seven and Wickham made five. So it weren't like we were the ones completely disrespecting the cup. Like we can make, you know, basically as many changes. But I think if there's a silver lining for me, it's some of them players are absolutely abysmal yesterday. And it's probably judging by his comments after the game, probably the final nail in a couple of their coffins. So but I would have actually started kids. Like I don't get what what do you benefit out of starting Jaden Sockley yesterday? I don't understand what you really benefit out of it. So um I thought Emil Reese did quite well. Did as much as he could do, and good to get him. You know, win, wins another penalty, so that was positive. 
trying yeah, to finish Bayless. He was trying to the game, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought Bayliss looked really unnatural on the left of the diamond, getting out to the full-back and winger. Um, Malumbi debut. But apart from that, it was a negative day all round, weren't it? But I don't, I don't know. I think I'd probably do disrespect the FA Cup because I don't care about it. And I think Alex Neat... Well, I don't. I think, you know, most managers in the Football League care about league results. I'm not sure you're going to jeopardise... You know, if you play a player, if you play, say, Ben Davis there yesterday and he does his hamstring for three months, people are saying, why is he playing Ben Davis there? Yeah. So I think it is a bit of an all... Same with, same with a few other players, so... I, I would know, imagine but, almost every single league club that's played in the FA Cup this weekend has made over 50% of changes to the starting eleven. Yeah, I think it'd be between sort of three and six, seven, wasn't it, for an EFL club. You know, there'll be some clubs out there that have gone for it. You know, I, I don't know how many changes Crawley made today. Um, but obviously they've gone for it, you know, and got got the result they wanted. But for us, I think league performances are needed at this moment in time. It? It's what we need more than anything, isn't it, yeah. really? You know, we just picked up, what, 16 points in December. We didn't need the extra games. We didn't need games getting postponed and stuff. We can't get any games postponed now because of the FA Cup. Because... Round four, um, is it Reading that weekend? They're out, they're out, and then fifth round's midweek with no game planned anyway, and then quarterfinals Cardiff are out that weekend already. So, look, we can't be affected by it now. You know, we've got a clear run now. So, unless we have COVID postponements, our fixtures are set in stone. Yeah. Do you think? Um, obviously, there's been there's been a lot said again about the performance of the manager. Um, Funny how everyone was quiet in December for the most part when we were winning. But anyway, um, do you think he cares about the FA Cup? Do you think he's asked about it? Or do you think he's all along the same lines as us, as league, league's your bread and butter? I think I have yeah. to look at what we've done in the League Cup. You know, we played Man City. You know, we made, what, four or five changes that night as well. We didn't play likes of Pearson. You know, when you're playing a, a decent side, you thought... Well, I went into that Man City game thinking oh, he's going to put a decent side out here, you know, and actually have a go. But as soon as it's one nil, you've you've no chance really against a side like that. Yeah, and I think it's his third year on the bounce. We've been knocked out in the third round. Norwich last year, Doncaster the year before. Uh, yeah, sorry, it is because the first year was the five nil win against Wickham, wasn't it? Yeah, five one. So it's five like one, sorry, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's. I'm not sure it's up, up there on Alex Neal's list of priorities, to be fair. I think, you know, if we... Hindsight's one wonderful thing. If you look back in back at this conversation in May and we're finishing the top six, then we're thinking, oh, it's, you know, we didn't need to be... We didn't need the FA Cup, you know, because we've got the playoffs. But, you know, if we can pull a plum draw out in the next round, you can bet your bottom dollar that everyone's going to be having a moan, aren't they? So, it is what it is. I think when you start in Michael Crow in a game, you're pretty clear that you don't want to win the game, aren't you? <laughs> um, so, Alex Neal, I don't care what people think, though. So, he knows that his priority is the league, and I think it's fair enough. He's given fringe players a chance to impress yesterday, and they were terrible. So, that's all there is to it for me. How was he after the game, George? On, on like, was he, did he come across as being quite pissed off? or? Um. No, I wouldn't say as angry as like Luton, for example. Um, although I thought there were shades of it. There's the sort of performance where got sort of out fought and sort of out battled. But 
no, I wouldn't say as angry, more just a bit disappointed. And um, yeah, he wasn't when he said them comments afterwards about you know players not taking the chance. He wasn't wasn't really saying it horribly. He was just being that honest. Like it wasn't said in a nasty way. Um, he hadn't had his whole management team there um, with him, and I hadn't heard him as much during the game, albeit he was a bit further down. But I think it was a bit of a weird sort of afternoon for him on his own. Um, a bit quiet, really. Jack, Jack Goodworth was with him on the bench, wasn't he? I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. But yeah, no, I wouldn't say he was overly angry. Just a bit like, is what it is. Yeah. I think, he, I think he probably feels a bit vindicated as well because people have been saying about certain players and then they've come in and played and they were, you know... I don't think any of them have come out with much credit, have they? Well, and before the Rovers game, Rafty was the best fullback at the club, according to some people. There's nothing. I've no issue with people thinking that, but I think it's it. We're going to come out in the second half, but no, it's an area we need to improve on. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I really like Joshua. I think he's got a really good future in it, but he has been hooked off yesterday because he's got way too tight to Ikpizu, which is just schoolboy stuff in it. Um, you know he's getting a bit of criticism yesterday um, Story again just looks very nervous and Hughes is not a left centre back in a back four is he really so it's just a bit of a shambles you know collectively at the back yesterday and you know Fisher, Bauer, Davis and Hughes none of them started in their obviously normal position yesterday if any of them started at all so and then you take Rudd out of it as well it's you know that, that defensive unit would struggle in League One for me Having watched quite a lot of League One in the past few weeks, that would, you know, it wouldn't stand out at League One by any means. Yeah, I felt for Joshua a little bit yesterday, but I think he just lacks that defensive instinct. I just don't think it's natural for him. I think he's been converted into a left back because of his physical attributes and his physical profile because he's six foot three, six foot four. You don't yeah. see that as a left winger because obviously that's the position he's played in all the way through the youth team. And then all of a sudden we've converted him to this left back. People talk about him becoming a centre half in the future. That's purely down to physical profile. It's not down to him as a footballer because I think defensively he struggles. I think as a wing back, yeah, he's because because then he's got the cover behind him. It, it, it sort of it feels more natural for him to be a wing back. But how many teams in the country play three five two every week? Well, in the championship, probably about half of them at the minute. But it's not a set formation. You know, teams have got to be adjustable and. Yeah, I just felt just felt a bit sorry for him yesterday because he's made two pretty basic errors in the first 15 minutes and it's sort of rounded up his game, really. Um, Jordan Story needs a loan for me. He just needs to be playing regularly because his confidence looks shot to bits. I feel I, I just feel for him at the minute. I just don't think it's gets put in, makes a mistake, or it does it has, has a poor game, gets taken out, and then it's like another sort of five, six weeks, he's back in, has a poor game, taken out. It's just like... He can't build up any sort of form, or you know, he can't. Yeah, he can't get do anything about. Really, does he? he can't do anything about it. I just feel a bit for him, like, and you know, I know I've said my piece on him before, but he just needs to be playing games. At, what is he? Twenty three. You know, we can't afford to loan games. him out given the current situation, can we? It's just tough. Like, what do you do? Because yeah. like, you're just hampering his development. Yeah, going back to the Josh Earl thing, I think it's a lot easier to teach defensive ability than it is to teach attacking ability so I think that's why 
you know, you've seen players move back there from wing or midfield. I think, you know, it, I'd rather Josh Earl there every day of the week than a full-back who is meant to be good defensively but offers nothing in attack and can't defend. So I think there's a lot to work with with Josh Earl. I think, you know, ideally, they'd probably both go on loan, wouldn't they? Story mm. and Earl. If you had a top six championship squad, it probably wouldn't be, you know, they probably would have another season at League One, but we're just not in a position to do it, especially at centre-back. You know, if Hunt's played and got injured yesterday, you know, you'd have Ben Davis and Jordan Story as your centre-backs. Ben Davis, you know, probably going to leave. So it's just, you know, North End have got massive issues um, defensively. And I think we said it probably a month ago. A lot of our players' defenders are just quite poor individually. Um you know, it's it's a it's a weak area and it's been overlooked in the past few windows for me. Yeah, we can probably afford to carry one, can't we? But as soon as you put two or three in that back four, or back five if you include the keeper, yeah, it's not great. No. And I think we'll wrap up part one there, fellas. Um, unless any of you have got anything you want to add? Nothing, mate. No, Good. cool. Right, quick brew break and then um, we'll we'll be back for a bumper part two. The From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor, Lanx Live. Lanx Live is the most popular news source in the county and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. On to matters football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale. He's a North End fan and he asks the questions that the fans want answered. The best thing about Lanx Live is that the news is all free to read and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter. Head on over to lanks.live and sign up today. To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account, at PNE Live. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we're going to talk about the window so far, potential incomings and outgoings, and then we'll finish off by looking ahead to the Bristol City game at the weekend. So business so far, I'll uh, I'll hand you over to George for this, for a bit of a, an overview slash summary. Yeah, I think it's been quite refreshing to have sort of business done early doors for once, um, and then to sort of feel like there's going to be more coming. Um after you know a few windows of not much going on, I think the sort of three signings are all sort of a bit different, aren't they? Some have gone down better than others. I think it's fair to say. Um, but in terms of that like Alex Neil and press conference conferences and things, I think started off a bit apprehensive as expected because you not know, two players in a year, so he's not going to come out and say, "Yeah, I'm really confident we're going to bring loads of players in," and then. After Malumbi came in, you see, there's sort of, you could see the change in his mood. He seems he really did, did, did seem quite pleased with that one, um, and he's quite confident of doing more. I wouldn't mention any names, but obviously Evans and uh, Iverson have come in since then. Um, and then after yesterday, it was sort of like very underwhelmed. Um, so I think he wants permanent deals doing. And I think he said he wanted Malumbi on a permanent, which I think that would have been quite hard to get done. But um, he knows more is needed in terms of bringing players in and, and players leaving as well. So I think the next few weeks are not going to be 
not going to be like quiet weeks. I think there's going to be quite a lot going on behind the scenes. Might be a few frustrating days where you're sort of refreshing your Twitter and things, waiting for things to come up. But there's going to be a lot going on, and I think what is it, three three players in already. No, none have left yet, and it's not going to. That's not going to be the case come the end of the month. I don't think. Yeah, a few more late nights for you as well, probably. Yeah, yeah, they'd love for love a really kind nine pm announcement, don't they? So. <laughs> yeah. Um oh at least to give you like a pre announcement. Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, it's good that we've, we've it's good we've got things to talk about because past what exactly. two windows, it's been so dire. I don't I, think we've done a transfer special in the past. I don't think we've been able to. No. Because there's not not been really anything happening. I mean we had what? How long was the window open in summer? Sort of six weeks up six, to seven weeks, yeah. October. And like, I think we knew we needed strength and, well, we needed to strengthen then. And we, we only brought in Emil. And it's like, well, this window, it was either going to be this window or, or summer when there was going to be a bit of an overhaul because you can't keep churning out the same players week after week and then expect sort of different results. And I think we needed that bit of freshening up. I think the players that have come in so far, I think Malumbi looks great, you know, from the footage you've put out, Ollie, and, you know, I think it's probably exactly what we do need if we do lose Ben. Um, Evans, obviously, the jury's out. I think that's probably putting it politely. And, yeah, Iverson, the reports I've had from both of them, it sounds decent. I think it's good competition for Decker as well. Um, I can't see us carrying four goalkeepers within our 25-man squad, though. So I'd sort of expect one to leave during during the month. Well, they'll have to keep Hudson, won't they, for the squad registration rules if Davis leaves? Josh Hill. Oh, yeah, of course. I think Iverson's very highly rated by all accounts. And obviously, Rudd's injured, but we do need actual competition for Rudd because he knows he's going to start every week. Iverson hopefully sounds like he's going to compete for a place once Rudd's fit. Um, Chad Evans, you know, not much to talk about there. Better than Stockley, but very contentious. And I'm, I love Jason Malumbi, so it's been a decent start. I think the next two windows are going to be massive in terms of churn. I don't think we'll be able to get everyone out that we need to in this window. Um Next two windows, including this one and summer, or from yeah, I think this one and summer we'll see a big turnaround of players. Yeah. It's always hard to do permanent deals in in January, in it, but I'm glad we're using a loan market because it we've neglected it. You know, Jason Malumbi on loans a top class loan signing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, and Iverson's I think you know under the radar that's a, a decent signing for us. So it's been a good start. Obviously, there's a week till the next league game. I still think we need three or four this window and then five or six in summer, mate. In the summer, yeah. Yeah. I think I thought, somewhat... it'd be six. I thought it'd be six in, six out this window. And that's before Deck got injured. Mm. You're probably looking at seven. It. It's going to be hard to, 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 to turn over sort of 15 players in a month, isn't it? Mm. But, you know, it, it's something that we need to do because we've sort of hid from it in the last couple of, couple of years, haven't we? Yeah. It's what a lot of it's what a lot of clubs did in the summer. So a lot of clubs had, you know, I think there was only us and Bournemouth who had less than five incomings. So a lot yeah. of clubs had this churn in the summer that's just gone. And obviously we didn't. So I think it's gonna happen sooner or later. And obviously it's gotta happen this month, really. Especially when you've got 
them four that are still out of contract that no one knows. Well, five, if you include Darnell, that no one knows what's happening with. Obviously, we've all heard the rumours about Brownie, but yeah, that's about it, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've had a little update from the club, spoken to someone at the club tonight, and it's probably what you'd expect, to be honest, that there's apparently loads happening, but nothing finalised. Um, which is good to hear, like like you've all just said, we we need we need change. Simple as that, really. In terms of rumours then, obviously Whiteman's the name on every North End fan's lips at the minute. Again, had an update from the club on that that is not really news, but Doncaster are yet to accept a bid. So <laughs> nothing new there, really. And I think the majority of fans probably wouldn't be surprised if we don't manage to get it over the line somehow. Because we've been here I, in the past, I, haven't we? I think I'd be surprised now if we don't sign him. Really? We've been here in the yeah. past numerous times. Just from what I've heard about from what I've heard about the player, um, Derby can't sign players. Forest have signed about fifty players in the last twelve months. Not very settled, are they? Blackburn, Blackburn can't sign <clears> players <throat> by all accounts. You know, he's not going to go to Wigan in their state, is he? So, I think we're still in a decent position. Me, Barnsley's I think back is a in bit... for him, maybe. Mm, not sure, but. Um, if they sign Whiteman, I'd sign Alex Moe at me. But that's yeah. a different story. Yeah, it's um I'd be I'd be surprised, but I'd be disappointed if we don't get him over the line this week. I think that's probably the best way I can describe it. Um because by all accounts the player wants to come here. It's just a yeah. case of us getting getting a fee agreed. So um Do you think yeah, it's one of them the long the longer it goes on, the more it increases think- the likelihood of him not coming? I think it's just North End fans in general, and I'm the same. The longer something gets dragged on, the more pessimistic and more anxious you get about it. Like I said, we've been there in the past, though, haven't we? So, well, yeah, I suppose it's just in our mindset, isn't it, to think the worst because that's what what we are. That's we're North End fans, aren't we? In the day, that's what we're used to. We're always used to thinking the worst in situations like this. It's never, it's, it's never good when it starts being played out in public. That's never a point that you want to get to, is it? But I think no. Doncaster are doing all they can, playing all the games they can. Well, after this so, weekend, they are. Yeah. He, uh, he's made of TNT, apparently, Ben Whiteman. <laughs> <laughs> they're chipping over, chipping over themselves with the lies they were telling. It was like, well, come on, yeah. uh, you know, just, just stick to a story. Rather, I think there's four or five different lines. I felt so for that Doncaster journalist. Because I think he put five different stories out within forty-eight hours. I was like, uh, <laughs> "Can you can you can you decide what the story is here? Because you, you, you're not making yourself or doing yourself any favors at all here." But he can well, only pull out. He's getting told, can't he? So yeah, I think the last one was it. Did he say it was like sources at the club or something have said that the player's head has been turned, and that's why he was left out? Yeah, that can only be a positive for North End. That he's yeah. not wanting to play. That can only be a positive thing, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, right then, on to what, what we need. And we'll start with obviously, we've covered goalkeepers a little bit. Jim, you mentioned that you'd, you'd imagine one will be going out. Do you think that'll be Hudson, Ripley? It's tough, isn't it? Who takes Hudson when he's not, when he's played 45 minutes above Bramber Bridge? Because that's the level he's been playing at. Yeah. In terms of league games, he played a few JPT games for Berry, but that's going to, that's two seasons ago now, isn't it? So it's tough. I don't think a league club takes a gamble on Hudson. 
unfortunately, he's, what, 22, 23? I think if we're going to get rid of one or if a club's, club's going to take one, it'll be Ripley. But then we're probably going to ask for a fee, aren't we? We're going to want to recoup a little bit back of what we paid for him. Get him off the wage bill because he's not going to be on pe- he's not going to be on peanuts, is he? Yeah, I don't think there's any chance we can sell Connor Ripley in this window. I'd be shocked. You're relying on a club to get an injury, aren't you? In League One or League, well, probably League One. That's probably where he's going to go. I mean, because he did all right for Accrington before we signed him. Came with quite him, like. I won't say loved him. There was fans that liked what they saw, but I'm not sure loves the right word for it. Because um, I think the, you know, there's a reason why he came here and he's he's slotted in as a number two at the end of the day. And I think if a League One club loses the goalkeeper this month and they say, can we take him for seasonal pay his wages? I think he'd probably go. Because he needs to play playing games, doesn't he? It's, it's unfair. I think, you know, when I did a bit of digging yesterday, that was only his 10th game for North End yesterday. It's been a two years. You know, that's like, it's not great, is it? Again, you know, it, it doesn't I help think, with development, does it? I think Neil's been quite vocal, though. Players who aren't playing games need to go out and play games. Keepers, keepers, a unique, obviously, situation in it because you're either a number one or a number two. But he, he needs to leave the club. Yeah, the other thing is if, with the keeper is if you make a mistake, it's a goal. That probably ninety nine percent of the time. So if you've got a goalkeeper who's not playing games, short match fitness and, and sharpness, then he, you know, he, he makes one small mistake and it can get amplified quite quickly and it ends up in a goal. And then you're thinking, well. We've got a bad one again here. Yeah. You know, it probably like, like this time last year when he played Norwich, when he got lobbed from what 40 yards or whatever it was after a poor kick and then concedes a penalty. It's just a catalogue of errors that day. And I think he's only played what three times since. Let's not forget so, as well, we've been quite fortunate with having good keepers at the club in the last sort of few years as well. Mm. Sam Johnston, Jordan Pickford. Dex is a good two. keeper for me. Dex, Dex is a good keeper. Yeah, I think he's come on. He's come on so much the past twelve months. Yeah, don't wrong. He had a bit of a shaky sort of six months when there was it was between him and Maxwell, and then Maxwell come and he'd make a mistake, and it's like oh, going around the circles here. But yeah, I think we've been blessed with decent keepers over the years. But we've just got to. I think it's going to be interesting because if Iverson plays well. Or if so, I'm not clear how to say his name yet. Um, if he comes in and plays well, then managers tends to stick with whoever's in form for a keeper spot. So, yeah. So someone leaves. Then who, who, who are you saying it'll be? Hudson or Ripley? Ripley. Hudson for me. I think he'll go. Well, it depends about this non-league situation as well, doesn't it? But I can't oh, yeah. see. It. I can't see a club taking Ripley. I just can't see it. Giving a wages and stuff. But... Don't really know how long how long Dex going to be out for, do we? Um, what was that? I don't even know what the wording was. Was it significant or a significant period of time or something to yeah. that effect? Wasn't it? Yeah. But that'll probably dictate what yeah. happens with the rest, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You, pre- you probably can't. Yeah. You, you probably can't loan one of them out, can you? You mm. probably can't because then you're stuck with two keepers, aren't you? Do you, think, do you think back. the easier solution is just to pull either Hudson or Ripley to one side and just say, look, you, we're going to keep your arm, but we're not registering you? I'm fairly sure there's special um, rules for keepers, emergency loans and such yeah. like. So I'll have to wait and see. I, don't, I forgot. 
be fair, you probably can't loan one of them out, can you, straight away? No. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see with the keepers. Fullbacks then. Um, obviously, we all know the situation with uh, Darnell Fisher, yet to be offered a contract, apparently. Um, in terms of outgoings for fullbacks, right and left back, is there anyone that you'd ship out in this window if you could? Or Not at left back, personally. don't think you can lose Earl or Hughes. Unless you come get, unless you bring one in, I don't think it's I don't think it's on the priority list. I think right back's another story completely. I think you know with Darnell being out of contract, Rafferty, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be a a top six right back in the championship, which is where you want aspirational to be. I think that's where we definitely need to bring someone in. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I think you know the club. I think looked at right backs in summer. Um. Rafferty's not good enough and Fish is obviously out of contract so it'll need looking at this month for in summer I think Rafferty probably move on in summer we'll bring in a right back in summer but if we can get one done this window then I think it'd be a bonus yeah it's couple that well I don't know if if we're going to look at it but Josh Emmanuel at Hull I really like him Um, I think he's got scope for improvement as well I like Alan Brown there. I know people don't like him there, but I like Alan Brown there. So, you know, I think, you know, as long as as long as Rafa is still here, we will need to improve. Yeah. The other name I'd throw in is Perry and G at Crew. Um, obviously out of contracts in the summer, very much in the Billy Jones mould when I've watched Crew this season, watched two or three of their games. I don't say he's the finished article, he's 24. Probably could develop further. Um Cardiff heavily linked with him, put in a couple of bids last week. Um, the riser here, apparently, the, weren't they? Yeah, the, the, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. The, their managers. Their, is it David Artell that's their yeah. crew yeah. manager? Yeah, he's proper hammered it, hasn't he? In terms of like the bids that have come in. But, Did he say we responded to it just for sort of politeness sake, but it, it didn't even deserve that or words to that yeah. effect? Yeah, something like that. So, obviously, Cardiff are in a bit of need of freshen up as well. Um, I think Jason Harris has said this week his, his job is under threat. So Neil Harris. Why have I said Jason Harris? <laughs> that's, the, that's the old North End striker, isn't it? Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, Neil Harris um, said his job's under threat. So it's... Um, Who's the lad that they've got right back at the minute? The young lad that they've got on loan? Lad from one. Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. he looked all right so, when we played them. Hmm. They had a really good rabbit on loan from Wolves last season, Sanders. He's now at uh, Sunderland on loan. Um, another one I chuck in for next season is Ethan Laird. I'm surprised he's gone to League One. I think it looks like he really good... MK Dons, is it? Yeah, I think it looks like a really good right back. Probably one to look at in summer in terms of a season long loan next season. But, you know, I don't think there's too many arguments that Rafferty's not that good. You know, he's just, he's a poor, poor right back for me. And, I don't know what's going to happen with Darnell, but I think it'd be travesty to lose him and then have Rafferty as your only, you know, right back. So it's another one they've got himself in a bit of a pickle in, isn't it, really? Do you think do you think that situation gets sorted before the end of the season or do you think yeah. it's going to drag on? No, I think they'll look at what they can do in Jan and then give him a contract after that. Yeah. Cardiff have been playing Bakuna at right back last five games. Where's his orthodox position? Bakuna, he's um, he's not more of a midfielder, like winger. 
Yeah, I think so. So that's probably why they're looking at right backs, if that's the case. His brother's class, by the way. Which one, Janino or? Yeah, that Huddersfield. Yeah, I get him confused. Have you got anything to add on that, George? Right backs. Yeah. Oh well, full backs in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think like left backs are going to be looked at for now. Just going back to what you said with Earl before, I think he's probably unlucky that four four two is not a thing anymore because he's probably a perfect left sort of left midfielder. But don't think I think he might end up being a winger again. I think he played. I think the youth team played four four two when he was sort of one of the stars in that team. Um, but you know he could still work on his defending, can't he, and, and improve in that regard. But with regards to right back, I think I don't know with Darnell. It's a, it's a strange one. I think majority of the fan base would say give him a contract and keep him here. But sort of just a few things within this season, like the dive in which Neil commented on the other the other week, um, the whole incident with Patterson, sort of discipline. I think he will get offered a contract and then it's up to him if he wants to sign it. But I think Rafferty may be sort of on his last leg there, isn't he, at the minute. Um, yeah, it seems like he's run his course, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's not his fault he's not particularly tall, not particularly quick, not particularly strong. I mean, what's he? It's not. He's been brought in as a probably an understudy and played more than he would have expected to. Um, the funny one, I think, is whenever he's played best, he's probably been at left back, which is not his actual position. It's just a, which is a bit weird. But yeah, I think when you're playing as a right four at left back, you can naturally draw your winger inside, so you're not one on one, are you? At, at left back as a right footer, really. I think he looks more comfortable coming in inside the pitch. Mm. Um, you know where he's got bodies around him. I don't think he likes being isolated in a wide area because he can't he can't beat a man one on one. Um, and he struggles to defend one-on-one for me. I think he's just every inch a League One fullback, um, and it's it's not his fault that we signed him, is it? No, he's not going to turn the offer down, is he? He's, he's, he's had a go, hasn't he? He's had a go. Um, he's tested himself at the level, hasn't he? You know, yeah. he's, he's. I think he's played. I think just over fifty games now for us in the league. You know, over the three seasons we've had him, so he's he's give it a shot. I just don't think he's at championship level, unfortunately. Not for us, anyway. If he goes to a lower half team, but even then, I just can't see him being more than an understudy. I think League One is probably his level, and it's a bit like what you said about what Scott Laird said the other week on on podcast. He knows the levels, and like you know, he knows where his limits are. And you know what? He's give it a go. You can look back when he's like retired, everything like give it a go. Played fifty odd games in championship, but. My limitation is probably League One level. Yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah, I think as well, it, it, North End, the the fullback position is so important in terms of getting up the pitch as well. The width. Um, yeah. Centre backs then. Anyone in particular that I mean, we we all know that we need a replacement for Bauer for the rest of the season. Um, ben Davis is a whole another conversation, which we'll probably have in a couple of minutes, but. Is there anyone that you'd look to bring in as sort of a, a Patrick Bauer replacement, whether that's just for the season on loan or like a long-term replacement? Because I think Pat's 27, is he now? 27, 28? Good it's age that. Isn't it? mm. Good age for the next couple of years, you'd say, yeah. but As long as he recovers well from his from his ops and everything, and obviously his rehab goes to plan. 
Um, for me, I think he... I don't know any permanent centre halves can bring in. Oh, you play the best man to, to mention about permanent signings, but the three I've got noted down in terms of when I've done a bit of digging in under 23s football is Branthwaite at Everton, which no uh, Paul Elliott Penny Police has shouted out a couple of times. Howard Bellis at City. Um, I know he's come on today, but I, don't, I think he's probably out of our reach until probably the end of the month because of City's COVID crisis. And then the third one is. Um, an 18-year-old Tendon Mengi at Man-, Man United. They're under-23s captain. Um, powerful centre-half. You know, looks like he's probably going to have a good future. Probably needs Probably needs a loan move. Very um, highly rated, over isn't the next. Yeah, very, very highly rated. To be captain of the under-23s at 18. You know, he's captain of the under-18s. Um, spoke to a couple of people who do a bit, bit of work for United and said, like, he's the, he's the business. You know, he, he will have a great great future in the game but obviously he's going to need game time over the next couple of years so you know whether he can step into championship football is another question I'm not going to say it's like the perfect signing I'm not going to say he's going to make a massive impact straight away but I think I think permanently we need a centre half definitely obviously if Ben goes and then we need cover because I think what we've got at the minute probably is is alright but Jordan saw he's massively out of form and you know he's, he's confident that shot to this yesterday so I think we just need to take him out of the firing line and then you need someone who's going to be able to step in as a, a top half championship centre half To be honest I've never seen Bramthwaite or Meng kick, kick a ball um, so I can't really comment on them but there's a lot of like at Rochdale Owen O'Connell really good age good physical profile good on the ball be a good step up for him Um Perhaps lacking a bit of explosive power like Bowers got. But Bowers so imposing in the air. I think it'll be hard to find someone like that. Obviously, Benkovic, who'd just gone to Belgium today, was at Cardiff in the first half of the season. Similar sort of player, but yeah, it'll be hard. I think Harwood Bellis, I can't see City loaning him out because City don't have a, you know, loads of centre backs. Obviously, John Stone's come back into it now with Diaz. They got Laporte. And there's a lot of rumours about Eric Garcia leaving as well. Um, and Pep likes to carry four or five centre-backs, so they'll wait and see on that one. I think Bramthwaite has he been linked with Rovers quite heavily as well. Again, I've never seen him play really, so I can't comment on that. But in terms of left centre-backs, Rob Atkinson is a centre-back I'd be signing. Where's he at? Oxford United is at. Um, left-footed, really good physical profile. Um Playing in the conference 18 months ago at Eastleigh. Um, a championship club tried to sign him, went to Oxford. He looks like a very good ball carrier, which is quite different to Ben Davis, who's a passer. Um, can carry it, but more more of a passer. But Rob Atkinson looks really good, heads the ball really well, defends well, you know, good age as well. So I'm not sure it. how much. I think he's 23, 22, 23, maybe. Um, so, you know, Oxford have a good record of producing players, don't they? So, I'd be looking there. There's another lad called Dan Happer at Leighton Orient, um, who I think looks really good as well. Quite a big lad, left-footed, quite quick, considering how big he is, and he's got on the ball as well. So, he's another one. I've seen quite a lot of video of both of them. Um, it's definitely somewhere North End will have to sign a permanent player. And, you know, left-footed players are quite hard to come by, aren't they? But Rob Atkinson, 100%, would be my main target. I think that'd be more of a summer wonder. George? 
think you probably, I don't know, not really make notes of names and things. I think Branthwaite was linked with going maybe to Bournemouth today with Everton wanting Josh King and maybe he could be part of that. Um, obviously, they were interested in Davis, weren't they? Left footed centre half, so could potentially see that um, happening. But I think they need two centre halves because I think Davis, you know, that's been made public that he's not going to sign a new contract. So you need to try and, and get him sold this window. Um, Bowers out. Hughes isn't isn't right there. Story looks a bag of nerves at the minute. Confidence totally shot. And then Huntington, who's come out of the cold and probably done better than people would have expected. Um, but yeah, you, I think you need two, two centre-halves in. Probably one permanent, one loan. And I think that really does need to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Just on Ben Davis then. What, what do you, obviously, I think we all, we all would agree that the club will probably try and sell him this window. What sort of fee do you think they'll be looking at? Because it's a tough one, isn't it? When a player's got, what, four or five months left on his contract. Mm, probably anything they can get, to be honest. Was it 10 million quoted in the summer? Going to be at least, you'll be looking at half of that, probably max. Depending on who's coming, coming calling. Yeah. Well, didn't we, didn't we turn down a four or five million pound offer from Bournemouth, was it? Three, three, or, three or four, three. was it? Yeah. Oh, right. But yeah, the clubs that have been linked, I'm not sure any of them have got that sort of five million money. Right, right. I don't think Sheffield United definitely haven't. Well, I think they've they, been quite open, haven't they, about it. Yeah. if they do anything, it'll be loans. Yeah, I'm not just, sure what Bournemouth situation is. Um, do you, just on Sheffield United, do you think that's a move that makes sense for him at the minute? No, no. I totally don't want to go there either. I don't think I don't see why he'd go there. Maybe. Same as like Pearson being linked with West Brom. I don't know why he'd go there either because you're yeah. going to be back in the Championship in six months' time. Um, the way the way Sheffield United played does not suit Ben Davis at all. By the way, no. And you would imagine that as soon as Jack O'Connell's back fit, Ben'd be on the bench. Yeah, I think he'll he'll have realised what happened with Callum Robinson when he went there as well. Just doesn't yeah. just fit like profile of a team just doesn't work. Um, it's funny one with Ben. Like, where does he go? Does he go to Celtic now? Now they've not got Benkovic. Does he sign a pre-contract up there and then, you know, he moves for a snippet this window? It's it's tough, like, because you'd think, like, if all these clubs were interested in him so heavily, they'd, they'd come in with something now, you know, but we're, what, 10 days into the window? We're a third of the way through. And, yeah, I know, te- I know teams tend to leave the business quite late, you know, because it stitches everyone up and, like, people are then scrambling for players, but, you know, he's able to sign a contract elsewhere at this moment in time, you know, as long as they're not in England. So it's just a little bit, you know, Genk have signed the lad from um, Philadelphia yeah. Union. So that, that moves now, that, that, that's that route off. You know, Celtic is literally the only place where they're crying out for an L, a left centre back now. There's been and, talk of, is it Udinese as well, which the Pozzo family, I think, is it own them? Yeah. They also own Watford. I see it, mate. I can't see it happening, though. I think yeah. he's quite switched on, isn't he, Ben Davis? Yeah. I think yeah. He'd, he'd be going there to go on loan to Watford one year next year. You would imagine so, yeah. Um, I think Celtic could be a great move for him. I hope he goes to Celtic, me. I think it'd be a good move for him. I think he'd excel there. I think that'd be easy for him, to be honest. If he went there. Decent money, playing Europe, chance of winning a few trophies, which not a lot of players get the opportunity to do. It's always a good stepping stone to the Premier League as well. Celtic, yeah. down the years. Always has been so. Yeah, I'm not sure if they pay for him now because they can get him for free. We'll have mm-hmm. to see. He might end up going for just 
a few pennies or whatever. Yeah, unfortunately. But what can you do? Question, question for you: If he um, if he signs a pre-contract with Celtic and then they can't agree a fee, how would, you guys, how would you guys feel about it in terms of if he's here till the summer? No, I, I don't think he's shown any. I think he's been uh, better since since he's come back. Yeah, he's yeah. Been brilliant. Don't think anyone can question his, his work it, ethic or his work no. rate. And he seems to be enjoying it for some. I don't know if he's sort of resigned to the fact that this is his last six months at a club he's been at for a long time, and he's going to just enjoy it and give it his all. But he he actually looks like he's enjoying his football more again. Whether it's because he's not injured or whatever, but I think it might be what I what I just said there. I think just even with like little things like goal celebrations, I'd noticed before his injury he wasn't really reacting to goals and stuff, but sort of piling on now when we score and celebrating little things at the end of games and stuff and so it's a difficult one because after story at the end of last year you'd have thought well playing like that for instance at Wednesday he can come in and you can rely on him but story's gone backwards and Davis has probably played his best football for a while in the last couple of months which makes it seem a lot worse yeah Yeah. I think if you were leaving Ben Davis out you'd be cutting your nose off wouldn't you despite your face he's just a level above anything at the club yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I think you've got to play him. I think you know the example I always look back to is Billy Jones ten years ago, and literally he played his best football probably in a long time. That even though we knew we were losing him, because obviously the contract situation like we're in now, we knew he was going if we, as soon as we went down, and he was captain, and he just you know remember the goal he scored at Nottingham Forest like oh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, the 95th minute winner. Obviously, there's limbs everywhere. There's, there's played broken bones and all sorts of way. <laughs> Especially after Lee Camp were giving it big and about they must have gone in front about the 90th minute. Really late on, Lee Camp come running over to the away end, giving it big and, and then Billy Jones, 95th minute, bang. Hanging it's like, it. Yeah, it's like brilliant. But, you know, he, he wore his heart on his sleeve until the day he left. And I think that's what Ben will do, to be honest. I, I I can't see him going this month. There's something in me that's just thinking that no club's going to come in with the money that the club are going to want. And, you know, he's been here since he was eight years old. I don't think I don't think we owe him anything. You know, I, I don't think he owes us anything because he's done his service. And I just don't, I don't know what the club are going to want in terms of a fee. I think it's just a really strange situation to be in. Yeah. It's, they're, they're going to have to get the timing right, though, because if we lose a left centre-back... You need to give yourself time to bring one in, don't you? But then if you sign a left centre-back and you don't lose Davis, then what are you going to do? So it's a bit of an awkward one. But like Jimmy's just said, I feel the same about all the four, all the big four. I don't think they owe us anything. I think they've all kept to the contract. And people have said lack of effort and stuff. I've not seen them four lacking effort compared to any other player, personally. I think, like George said, Ben Davis is playing some of the best footy he's played. I think he's just coasting through games, isn't he? Yeah, um, it looks easy for him at the minute. Well, on, on to midfielders then. Um, just of- managers, just I think it's quite a relevant comment to bring up. He, he said recently that something about how does while he, you know, wants to sort of bring players in, he does have to sort of think about the long term future of the club and sort of planning and things. Um, which he said the big four are all aware of and fine with. But I think like you've touched on, Davis is probably an exception in that because. If you leave him out, you might not have any others to play. So, by the midfield, you know, if you bring Malumbi and manage to get Whiteman in, you might see, I don't know, Johnson playing less or whatever. But I think Davis is probably an exception in, in that regard. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I think it's helping Hunts as well. 
having that partnership. I think that's why Hunt's is like doing all right at the minute because he's got that partnership with Davis, you know, and I think that just massively helps him as well at the minute. And I think that's why we're not we're not we're not shipping goals left out and centre like we were at one point. You know, I know we've I know we've not cons- I think what second worst conceding in the league, but that all came in that or fourth, sorry. That all came in like a bit of a spell. So Yeah. If anyone wants to look at why we've changed, by the way, I've got a piece on Roman Eights. North End have changed the system without Ben Pearson in the team. What's your Twitter for that, mate? Roman Eights. <laughs> Is it not Roman underscore eights? Can't remember to be honest, but fair enough. Oh yeah, just go on Twitter and search Roman Eights. Uh, midfielders then obviously Ben Whiteman's the name on every North End's fan every North End fan's lips at the minute and we've brought in Jason Malumbi should Alan Brown sign on and DJ and Pearson leave in this window and we manage to get the Whiteman deal over the line a lot of hypotheticals in that I know but just bear with me Um, do you think we still need more in the middle or do you think that that's sort of adequate given that we've got Bayless starting to sort of get a bit more of a run in the side and obviously Ledson's probably having his best spell in his time here? I think Ledson's had a really poor six weeks for me. Sorry, I'll be um, more specific. Ledson's probably having his best spell in terms of game time and appearances. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be something to look at in summer when Malumbi goes back, obviously. Um, but I think if we get Whiteman in, and we got obviously got Malumbi. I think we're well stocked there. Obviously, still got Gally who's going to play his, his part. Yeah. Um, Bledson, Malumbi, Gallagher, Bayliss, Potts. So he, even that... if Brown doesn't sign on then, and, and DJ Brown and Pearson all go, do you still think we're sort of adequate on numbers in in the middle? And then I think North End would look for a number ten, but I think Alan Brown will sign. Yeah, I think it's um, it's hard, isn't it? There's just so many. There's just so many things up in the air. It's it. The timing's just going to be very awkward for all of these, isn't it? If all three yeah. leave, I think you need another midfielder. In. I don't think you can let that happen. But that's just one thing saying it, another doing it. Do you reckon we'd look for a number ten? Because Malumbi and Whiteman are probably both going to play in a two, in a four-two-three-one. I'd suspect. Mm. Might Obviously, change got... how you play a bit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're already seeing that a little bit already. Um, yeah. I just think, obviously, Harrop's nowhere to be seen, is he? No. Um, I think he'd rather play Potts there only than Harrop. Yeah. Mm. And then that leaves you short wide, doesn't it, if you're playing Potts there? You've only got Barkey there on the right, so just a lot of moving parts. And I think North End probably do need to look at a number 10 going forward anyway. Yeah, yeah I think there's maybe an opportunity for Harrop to come back in should Brown go. No. I think he'll come out on loan. I think we've all heard the stories that Habit's probably going to go out on loan, but I just don't think Habit's going to play again this season for us, personally. Yeah. I think it's um, he, needs, he needs game time and he's, it's just not happening there at the minute. I think it was think... telling when we had, was it a game recently, we had no DJ, no Gally. Um, was Brown missing as well? Harrop still didn't get on. So, not fancied at the minute, is he? No. Yeah, I think he really needs a good half a season at League One level. He's not had a good half a season in football. You know, he's not played 20 consecutive games in football, has he? I think he really needs it under his belt. Yeah, because he's, he's, you wouldn't consider him to be young anymore, would you? I think no, he's 24, 25. 25. Yeah. So, 
for his own sake, he needs to be kicking on, really, doesn't he? Um, in terms of DJ and Pearson, then what I think it's obviously this is probably going to be a similar conversation to Ben Davis, but what what kind of fee do you think? Again, anything they can get, Pearson's probably worth more, but they are not in a position where we can demand big fees, are we? Buyer's market at the minute, isn't it? Yep. I can't believe we're gonna imagine losing Ben Pearson for nothing. You know, and it, oh, it's, it's I think the, we were all sort of resigned to the fact this would come at some point where they'd move on, but the, the sort of not good part, but bit to fall back on was you'd get a bit of money from. <laughs> mm. But you just like double blowing it, double one. Yeah, because then it, it obviously makes it harder. Not that we reinvest much of it anyway, but. Yeah, it's um I don't know where Ben Pearson's gonna go either. I can see Celtic again for Ben Pearson, me. They'd love him, yeah. wouldn't they? He'd fit right in there, wouldn't he? Perfect replacement for Scott Brown. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Much, he's like, he's like much better gone, footballer. Much better oh, footballer as well. He'd absolutely boss it up there. That's the frightening thing for me. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not particularly a big fan of Scottish football to start with, but like he just excel so much. You know, I spent, I watched all film last week and I was just crying out for someone like Ben Pearson to just get a grip of the game. You know, Celtic were great for an hour and then they went down to 10 men and it were all Rangers after that point. And, you know, you just have someone like Ben Pearson, someone that's got a bit of a needle about it. I think it'd just be, it'd be perfect for him up there. I don't want him to see him go up to Scotland, cause I, but I think he'd probably shine like a a beacon up there to be fair and he'd probably get his prem move after that but like Ben Davis probably similar situation yeah. you, know, you look at the players that have played for the old firm and, and got prem moves and even you know all the clubs in the Scottish Premier League you know look at like Sandy Robertson who went to Hull now Liverpool um, Kieran Tierney from Celtic to Arsenal and Dyke obviously went Celtic to Southampton wasn't it so I think there's a there's a pathway there if he does go up there that he can get to the Premier League within probably two or three years if he if they shine up there. And you'd say that both Bens are probably just about young enough to have a good couple of seasons in Scotland and still get a Prem move as well. But even yeah. if they go up there and it goes tits up, then they can still come back to the Championship and then you know the the it's the right age. You know, so if they did go up there and it didn't work out, they'll, they'll always get a championship move after that and they've probably got a bit of a payday for going up there in the first place. Yeah. What about Brentford for Ben, ben Pearson? I think... I don't know. I, I, would the club accept a bid from a, a championship rival for Pearson, do you reckon? If it's yeah. the right money? I think it'd be a great move I for think him, personally. I they're think not a rival for me. I was just going to say, do you think Brentford are even a rival? Because they're, they're pushing for automatic promotion again and we're pushing for the playoffs. Would, so that, not make our, would, that, would that not make our playoff opponents you know, more difficult to get points with Ben Pearson in Brentford's team? Depends how you want to look at it because there's five teams for me that are competing for the two spots. Three of them teams are going to end up in the playoffs. And like, you know, you don't want to finish six and Brentford finish third, and you come up against Ben Pearson in the playoffs, do you? That just be like I'd... it would be the ultimate kick in the balls, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go to Brentford's new ground, the Community Stadium, or whatever it's called, and let's watch Ben Pearson boss the game, even though he used to play for six months ago. That would be that be painful for me to watch. But I don't think the club can be, you know, begging and choosing who to accept bids off. Um, and true. And from Ben's point of view. I think it would be a good move 
Brentford are a forward-thinking club. They're a progressive club. They're knocking on the door of the Prem as well. I think you know, this will if, be their If you were season. to say it's West Brom or Brentford, you're going to choose Brentford every day of the yeah. week, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be a good that'd be a good compromise for me from a selfish point of view. He's not going to go somewhere like Stoke, is he? No. He, he can't go somewhere. He needs to go either. Pearson and James McLean, it's sent to <laughs> you imagine that? He's had a bit with Joel and Annie in the past as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, Celtic could be a good move for him. I think that's probably the most likely one, isn't it? Mm. How's how's it been from your point of view if you've interacted with him at all, George? Just same old. Not spoke to him since since Fulham when he got injured and he was in the uh, press room at half time and he asked me to get him a pie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's not done any interviews since the game before Man City, which he didn't play in. So what pie did you get him? Meat and potato. Oh. We we were saying this on the podcast the other week. It seems like out of the big four, it's only really Alan Brown that gets put in front of the press. Like, yeah, uh, Brown gets dragged out whenever we get battered and uh, yeah, Dunny. <laughs> it gives it it gives it the honest. We know it's not good enough. Yeah, but Ben Pearson never talks to the press, does he? Pearson and Davis, I've I've been this mm. job since January and I've not spoken to Pearson or I think Pearson once, Davis once, and that was very early on. Um, sort of last. I think it was January, February time. Johnson a couple of times. What was the uh, what was the one with Johnson where he just he absolutely had your yeah still digging myself out of that hole. <laughs> <laughs> Played it well to be fair to him. He's as clever in his interviews as he is on pitch. So give it to yeah. him. Moving on then. Um, in terms of wide players, I think. Ollie, you've been quite vocal about we need probably at least one. Um, you would imagine that the club will try and get Billy Bowden off the books this window. Um, yeah. Whether they find a loan move for him, whether a club comes in for him, whatever yeah. it may be. I mean, he's been perennially injured, which obviously isn't really his fault. Um, but I think you can you can say it's just, just not worked out for him really, has it? Yeah, he needs to leave. I like him. I like him a lot. He just... His athletic capacity, if he ever had any, has gone on it. Um, it's a shame. Because yeah. I thought he, he's a really good footballer, isn't he? Billy Bowden. Um, yeah. But I think it's been somewhere we've overlooked for quite a long time. For me, if you look at the right wing, we've got Barkey and Potts. And they're quite similar players for me. On the left, we've got Sinclair and Maguire. Maguire's playing more as a number nine. You know, you've got Sinclair out there. Harrop's not really getting a look in. So we are quite stale out wide for me. Um, you know, especially if Billy Bowden leaves, we won't have a left-footed attacker. Um, apart from DJs and number ten, so we could probably do with two wide players. To be honest, Alfie Doughty's a left footer. He's got bags of pace. He's out of contract in summer. At Charlton playing right wing for them. Really like him, but I think he's going to go to a bigger club. Just from what I've read in the past couple of days. Um, and then if you're looking for a, a right winger, really like a left winger, sorry, really like Charlie Kirk at crew. I think me and Jimmy have spoke about him before. Six yeah. foot, quite quick, big lad, gets into the box well, really good on the ball, good dribbler, good age. So I'd really like us to look at him. Um, there's, there's loads out there. Marcus Harness as well, we mentioned in the past, good player. Malik Wilkes is a goal scoring winger. 
Um, Ruben like Curtis Kenan. at Portsmouth, is he a realistic one or is he someone that you think could step up? Not a big fan of him, to be honest. I think I know quite a lot of people rate him, but not for me. Yeah, I think for me, um, Jack Clark at Spurs. I'd have him on loan. Guy was at um, Leeds and went to QPR on loan. Um, good prospects. Only played under 23s football. I think he did he get on today. I didn't watch the Spurs yeah. game. Yeah. Um, like him. I thought he, he you know, Spurs paid decent money from Leeds about two years ago for him. Uh, but just not getting a kick. Obviously, it's difficult to get, get a game for Spurs the way they're playing at the minute. Um, and the other one is um, Joel Randall at uh, Exeter. Like it's a difficult one with wingers, isn't it? Because probably not going to, unless they're a very good winger, they're probably not going to. Getting the starting eleven, so how do you sell it to him? You're going to come here and be understudy to Sinclair or understudy to Barkhazen, which is why you've seen like Hogan leave, for instance, and Ginelli go out on loan. But is there any others? Can't think. Brandon Barker came in and yeah. featured sporadically, didn't he? I know he had his injury issues as well. But just on Ginelli, do you think he's someone that might get brought back and given a chance, or do you think he's done here? I think he's going to go to Hearts by all accounts, but might be wrong. I think, really Jimmy, I think you mean Randall Williams, Jimmy, at um, Exeter. I think we were linked with him in summer, weren't we? No, uh, Joel, Joel Randall, the um, 21-year-old. He's come through this year. Uh, like, oh, think... Not the lad we yeah. were linked with? No, that's the Different... the, like, the scuffy lad. The one with yeah. the ponytail. No, this is yeah. a guy that scored eight goals this season from the wing. Um, been linked with Swansea and Celtic this window. And there was talk he was going to be out of contract in the summer, but um, Matt Taylor said he's not. And just he's just one of them that's in form. He's flying. Doing, you know, goals he's scored are decent. He just looks the part. Looks like he's going to have a really good future. And I think it's something where you, you sort of want a little bit of excitement, don't you? If you, if you get a winger, you want someone who's going to sort of get you excited. But, like, you know, when Barkey's in full flow, you're thinking, yeah, he's on it. You know, yeah. you sort of want that, don't you? When you, you're bringing a winger in. Um, similar to Jack Clark, you know, like Neil Warnock's come out this week and said he's, uh, he was linked with him to go to Middlesbrough, but he's come out and said he's not interested and don't know enough about him. But it, he's probably going to get a championship move because that's the level he's at. So I, I'd be interested in either of them, to be honest with you. What about, I think, is it Patrick Roberts who was on loan at Borough? He, See, I don't he... think he's, he's not an Alex Neil type player, I don't think. I'd be shocked if you signed him. Forwards then. Obviously, we know that we've brought in Chet Evans in this window. There's still Jaden Stockley, David Nugent, Louis Malt all on the books. Whether or not they're in the squad is something George might know, but um, obviously Jaden is. David Nugent, I think, has been linked with Burton, has he? He's one yeah. Twitter, isn't he? yeah. And Louis Malt, I don't think anyone really knows where he's up to. Just had no. lap, he? Someone mentioned yeah. this week. I don't know if anyone else has had that. He's had a little I bit th- of a I thought he re- had one recurrence. in the summer. Well, he's had another one since then. He's had at least another one since then. He's just like little tidy-ups, but it just doesn't sound great. He's been out for, what, 16 no. months now and he's had at least two operations. It's just not not ideal, is it? Yeah, no, I think by the time he next... From... Sorry, Ali, go on. By the time he next played, it'll have been two years, won't it, really? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nasty, that, isn't it? I think it's even worse than Stevie Mays, and he's a shadow of the player he was, apparently. So, um, Jaden Stockley's League One striker, we need to get rid. Um, 
Chad Evans, for me, is a better footballing prospect. We'll leave all the other stuff on the side, but I'm not sure if we'll sign another. I really like Keenan Davis. really like him. Um, you know, he's left-footed as well. Might be able to play in a narrow, wide role. I think he's still involved with Villa, but I can't see us really signing striker. But love Keenan Davis. So do you think then Nugent and Stockley are too likely to go this window? Yeah, I can see them both going. I can see Stockley going on low. Yeah, I can well, see. It's up to Nugent what he wants to do, isn't it? He's, uh, he's shown he's quite comfortable um, not playing football. Um, so, to yeah. be fair. To be, to be fair, if you've given him a two year contract, you know. It's, he's quite entitled to sit on it, isn't he? He can sit at home Absolutely. with two fingers up and earn his money. <laughs> You know, you can't say anything against it, can you? No. It's, no. You know, he don't have to go and play footy at his age. Um, yeah, what is he, 36 now? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Not sure how much of it is his, his own fault, you know, to be fair. Like, when did Peter come out and say the other, other week in terms of those emails that were flying about, like, he's, he's at home for non-footballing non reasons or something? Non-footballing reasons. I'm like, well, I don't know what we're going to... Don't know what that's been a meeting. So, <laughs> not nice, really, is it? The whole nude um, situation. But I feel for him, like, it's like it's not his fault. He got given a two-year deal. You know, if you're 34 and you get offered two years on decent or or decent-ish money, you're going to take it, aren't you? It's a short career. Like that's that's his sort of his pension pot, isn't it? Really, you know. Yeah. And he's coming back to a club that he he loves. And like he's a legend for what he did first time round here. It's just not worked how how any of us want it to, you know. And we can look at it in, in any way, shape, or form, but it's just not it's not been the sign that any of us wanted. And it's probably not worked out how he wanted it to either. And um, yeah. I don't think any of us wanted to see him leave under a cloud. That's just like that. That it's not what any of us want. Uh, so yeah, it's just a shame. Like the moral of the story is never go back. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's something that we need to remember. Well, was it we've said on podcasts in the past? Sentiment is the worst thing in football. Yeah, second probably... worst thing. <laughs> What's the first? Three, five, two with no positional rotations. <laughs> <laughs> right, talking to three, five, two. Then Bristol City, a team that have played it quite a bit this season. Um, you would imagine ahead of Saturday that they'd be quite fresh. They've Obviously, they've had one game postponed due to COVID. Their last league game was on the 20th of December. Um, playing in, they're playing in midweek. Oh, are they? They're going to yeah. Brentford in midweek. Ah, maybe not so fresh then. Obviously, they beat Portsmouth today in the FA Cup as well, didn't they? Yeah, big fella scored late on, didn't he? Chris Martin. Um, um, yeah, their form in the league's pretty poor as well. Last six, they've won two, lost four. Last eight, won three, lost five. Last 10, won three, lost six, drawn one. So, not, not long ago that we played him, is it? I think, obviously, we played less, him about a month ago. Less, less than, a, than month, a month, I think it is. They've only played two league games since then. Beat Wickham and lost to Luton. That's the only two. And obviously, they've got to play Brentford. Yeah. yeah. I just always think we look a better side than Bristol City. Be interesting to see, obviously, playing so close together. I think they obviously played... With the three at the back, like you said, but they made a couple of good changes second half. I think they went four four two second half. Yeah, um, got the better of us in that for a period. Got some good players, Anthony, like we said last time. But 
are always backers against Bristol City. We'll be fresh. Interesting to see what happens with both the Bens, obviously, and Daniel Johnson. Ben White on the training ground as well. Yeah, be good that Ben Whiteman obviously might be here. Jason Mullumby comes in. You know, we'll have to see, but been nice not to have a league game for me on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've actually been able to switch off a little bit this week. Been good. If um they've been playing four four two since they played us, you know. Just looking at their shapes, you know, they've played four four two today against Portsmouth. So it looked really dangerous for a period in that four four two, didn't he? Mm. I think they really got the better of us out wide. Oh, Dada stood out, didn't he? Yeah. Thought Semenyo came on, made a really good impact as well. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's played last couple of games, Jimmy, but played today. They got, yeah, they got they got some good players. Who was the other lad that came on with Semenyo as well? The centre mid was it? Bakinson, Tyrese yeah, Bacon, Tyrese Bakinson, good player as well. Yeah. What What do you reckon then, predictions wise? Saying it depends what we bring in this week. Um, yeah. Take a take a smash and grab one nil, like I always would at this stage of the season. Um, I think I just look at it. These next four games, you probably want to pick up at least nine points. Um, What's that? Really get, so you got Bristol City, Birmingham away, Reading at home, Chef Wednesday away. I think, I think we've said games. in the past, haven't we, that this sort of this run of fixtures is favourable, if you will. On paper, at least, anyway. Yeah. I think anything was favourable compared to our first seven or eight. I think they were really tough yeah. first few games. Um, it'll just be really interesting to see what happens, obviously, with the with the key players, because it'll be their first league game where they could, you know, where they're available in the January window. Obviously, they were never going to play against Wickham. Um, so it'll just be interesting what happens with that. Yeah. Hopefully, Emil gets a start for me. By the way, because I thought. He'd- well again yesterday I think he, he wants to impact the game third goal and third penalty won yesterday I just really like him yeah what just is it now three goals does, it? sorry Jim go on it depends what the manager does in, does in terms of shape because yeah. if these have been playing 4-4-2 I, just can't, I can't see him matching them up but it's like I, don't know, I, I hope he goes back to his normal shape he's 4-2-3-1 because you can you can you can fit Maguire and Reese in the same team if you put Maguire as the wide left where I suppose he was at his most effective last season. I know he's done well as a nine this year, like he's back to goal and stuff, and he's linked it up really well. But we were just twenty yards away from him in that last home game, and it's could like you, could you see Scott Sinclair coming back in on the left? I had quite a decent amount of time now to sort of get fit. I think Alex did. You'll know George. Did Alex say that it was nothing serious? Yeah, he said after um, what was the last game at home, Forest. That he hoped he, he was pretty hopeful he'd be back for this. So, we'll have to see. He's, if he's fit, he probably he plays, doesn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if he's not fit, then I wouldn't matter seeing Maguire left and going Maurice through the middle. Obviously, there's a question mark around Barkey in it because he's isolating at the minute. Yeah. Um, so that's also a concern. Depends when that starts. No idea, doesn't it? Yeah, no idea about DJ if he's going to be here or if he's not. So, be really interesting as well to see. Obviously, if Stockley's on the bench, obviously Chad Evans will come in. If Sinclair comes back in, you've got Sinclair, Maguire, Reese, Chad Evans, Barkey, Johnson. Obviously, I don't think Harrop's going to be on the bench. Um, Walker. So, I can't, yeah, Walker maybe. I can't see us carrying four strikers 
four attackers, you know, Maguire, Reese, Evans and Stockley in the squad. Just just on the sort of squad registration, I don't know if any of you know the answer, but is it sort of like a free-for-all through January while transfers are coming and going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Um, predictions then, what, what are we saying? 2-1 to us. 4-0 North End. Jim? There'll be a day when they beat us, won't there? But I'm never going to think it's going to come because... It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, one nil north end for me. Love yeah. going to Ashton Gate. Just always get like we've always seems to get a result as well. So I'll go with two nil yeah. north end. Bloody hell, we're all saying north end are going to win. This is a, this is going to end badly, <laughs> isn't it? Nailed on, <laughs> nailed on one nil Bristol City. This isn't it? Oh god, I don't um, think we've had a podcast where we've all agreed where north end are going to win. I'm I'm putting it out there, but I'm going to say Ollie's was a bit frivolous. But no, <laughs> did I not? Did I not say like four 0 at Reading? Uh, I think you might have done. Possibly. Yeah, actually. I think you said four and or it was five. Three, didn't you? And it was three. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think four 0 Me, that midfield's up there with the best in the league. Fair enough. Are you looking forward to back to back away away trips, George? Bristol and then Birmingham. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> to be fair, when everyone we're all stuck at home, it's not too bad to be actually be able to get yeah, it. Yeah, get, gets you out of the house, doesn't it? Yeah. What are you doing on your yeah. journeys, George? What what are you doing to pass the time when you've got these like three and four hour journeys to games? Um, concentrating on driving. If you're on the, if you're on the yeah, if you're, <laughs> I try to get the train. To be fair, if it's a long one, I'll probably try and get the train on Saturday. Just a mixture of things like a bit. You can work on a train, obviously. But bit of podcasting, bit of reading, bit of music, eating. What I was going to say. No, what, no, what do you rate? Not them, too extravagant. What do you rate them chicken katsu nuggets from Mackey's that you got? Like, yeah, not bad. Not bad to be fair. Decent. Fair Would recommend. <laughs> there you go. They've got everything on this podcast: food, football, transfers. What's not to love? Um, yeah, cool. Right, cheers, fellas. Unless anyone's got anything else they want to add, then I think we can wrap that up. Yes, yeah, right. so hope for a good week. Yep, cheers, fellas. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. And thank you, listener, for listening to episode 28 of the From the Finney podcast. Don't forget, you can support us by going to supporter.acast.com forward slash From the Finney. And if you aren't already, go and give us a follow on Twitter. We've gone over 2,000 now, so thank you very much for that. And finally, thank you, fellas. Thanks for your time. Always appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.